So by the time this podcast airs, your book will have been out for two days. I can't even talk about it. How are, well, we're about to do an entire podcast about it. All right, let's go ahead and talk about it. How are you hoping that you will feel when your book has been in the world for two days? Honest answers only. Less overwhelmed. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis. And I'm Dave Hollis. And we're married. For like 15 years. And we have four kids. That's like a thousand kids. We've been foster parents to four kids as well. And we're running a business together. That's a lot of things. It is a lot of things. But we know that it's possible to have an exceptional relationship regardless of the stresses you have in your life. So if you want some tips and tricks on how we get through all the things, this is Rise Together. unpack this. Explain to me what is making you feel overwhelmed. Well, I'm feeling it. The bizarre thing is like I have uh, for maybe the last week just been feeling like I could start crying at any moment, Uh which feels very not like not on brand, not not brand not wise, but like brand. not like Goodness. it's just like not a normal, it's not, normal, it's not a normal thing for me. I, I don't, I like to cry. Literally me. When I was ready to have our children, okay. that is what I feel like. You're tender. I, I, you're emotional. Yes. If I had, enough, if I had a little cake. hot sauce right now, yeah. this, it would it would already be out. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, you are. You're feeling all the feels. Like for a dude who's not maybe used to being in touch with his feelings. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm more in touch now than I've ever been. But the the best way to explain it. When I wrote the book, when I was writing the book, it felt like I was going to therapy every time I sat down to write on the book because as much as, man, I bristled originally at your having written something really vulnerable in Girl, Wash Your Face, I now appreciate that, dang it, vulnerability is a superpower, not a liability. I needed to go and tell all the stories, but it didn't make writing them on pages any easier. It was super, super hard. But I got done. I turned it in. Like once I got through the editing phase, once you read it, you gave some story notes there at the end that were great. I like made the book something that I am just like massively proud of. I am so proud of this book. But the distance of time, because it just like that was eight months ago that I was like finishing the book. Here we are eight months later. And like processing all of the things that turned insecurity and, oh my goodness, am I going to be good enough? Or will it be a tool that people actually can receive to truly becoming so proud of the book has now in the last two weeks of time had me go back closer to an emotional state that is aligned more with where I was when I was writing it. Mm. Interessante. Well, here's and here's why, partially why I, I like recognize this from the trip last week to Los Angeles, where I have done a lot of podcasts for this book. If like if there is a podcast, I basically have just said yes, <laughs> and I start basically every podcast with the same thing, which is nothing is off limits. If you want to ask a question, bring that question to me. I don't even need to be prepped for the question. If you've always dreamed of asking a super personal question of a guest, but would never have thought of doing it, but you think it could serve the audience, I want to be of service to the audience. Go ahead. And it's taken me a little bit back to that place of like, oh my goodness, I'm like fully burying all of the things that I've ever gone through Mm -hmm. in a way that makes me feel exposed that makes it feel scary and dangerous and like what what might people say i mean the thing is i think i know what people are going to say but there's this irrational insecure part of my brain that fires when i feel as exposed as i do Mm -hmm. and that's you know before you get to hear that people like the book you're worried about whether they're going to like it which is the wrong i mean like it's just such a dumb emotion Well, what I described to you, so when we were in LA and Dave was telling me this and I could tell he was really emotional, he had just come off this day of doing a ton of press, which means he's talking about all these hard stories, um, is A, I know exactly how that feels, um, having been through it myself and what 
my gut is that when people are digging into your your truths, your narrative, your story, there is a fear of being exposed as a bad guy. Like, hey, I did these things that make me a bad guy. And I equate that to when I was telling my stories for my books, the fear is that I'm going to be perceived as not a good girl. Mm -hmm. And both of those things sort of play into how we were raised and gender roles and who you're supposed to be as if any human on the planet is only one thing. Like taken out of context, which people love to do, people love to grab a single part of one of my books and be like, this is who Rachel Hollis is, which is so hilarious because it's like, no, you can't actually read a chapter or a paragraph and have that be the thing that defines me. But that is what media likes to do because it makes for a really good soundbite. And it's hard because people only want to talk about the hardest thing. And like for you, that might be, you know, you're drinking or not showing up in the way you wanted to as like a husband or whatever. And then for me, it would be like national television, someone being like, oh, so you struggled with your sex life. Like they talk about this thing that's like, my gosh, I created this to help other people, but also the way I was going to help them was like them reading it in a book on their couch, right? Like not on live TV or not with an audience watching me talk about this really hard thing. Yeah. I was at Impact Theory, Mm -hmm. which I love. Obviously, you love. I love Tom. And... And Lisa. It's a crew, right? Like there's a yes. crew of people. And so like in a weird way, where even like us sitting in this podcast room, as much as there's a producer that's sitting through a window, like- Yeah, we can't see You her. think differently about like how many people actually listen to this show on an every single week basis when it's just the two of us sitting in a room that's next to our office, right next to where we had lunch, right? Like it's just, it feels more intimate and small. And then I was sitting on that set- I think it's a fantastic conversation that he and I had, but I also was hyper aware of the dude operating the camera that I was like, yep, I am just owning this. And then like that person stood as a proxy for the thousands of people that will be, that will be listening to the stories. So I'm, I'm trying to think, I want to do this podcast listeners. I want to do this podcast because I thought it would be very interesting for us to process this together for y'all in like, how do you walk with your partner through a big thing in life? And I don't even know that that's necessarily like a bit, it could be a big change, a big job change, a big opportunity, a big, like some sort of big life event. How do you walk through with your partner something that is good? This is a good, good. mega blessing. People dream of this. This is good. But anxiety will trick you into believing that this is not good, that it will color every single part of this and make it something that's not good. And so I thought that if maybe listeners could hear us have this conversation and like, how do we talk about it? That maybe that would help them show up for their partner. Or maybe if they're walking through something, just hearing you explain what you're feeling helps them to understand the why. Because you have to keep, I think with something like this, you have to keep digging why are you feeling? And then why? And then why? And getting all the way back to what is really at the core of that so that you can ask yourself, is this true? Yes. So you want me to start crying now or I, do you want to wait until a little bit keep, later? Like threatening tears. No. And I think that I said this to you before, and I want listeners to hear it as well. You need to cry. I yes, I do. Like And not just like now, right? Like if you in this process, man, freaking girls cry all the time. I cry all the time. Like if I'm feeling like crying, I'm going to cry. And don't fight that because that just means that there's a bunch of emotions swirling inside you. And that that's going to make it even worse. Yeah. I don't know if you want to go alphabetically or chronologically in the things that are like working through my brain. But like the first is that it's the first because... I I literally just said this on the phone to someone like John Maxwell, who we revere, 
has written 65 books, whatever it is, right? Like he's probably not processing how people will receive his next Mm -hmm. book because he's just been through this work before. He understands how a launch goes. He's established himself as someone with credibility inside of a space as an author. And so part of it is I don't have any credibility yet as an author. I am interested in having something that will be a resource for people, first and foremost. Like, truly, my interest isn't to, like, become known as an author per se, but I want the work to be something that can afford people a chance to get out of their own way themselves. And I do think it is that, but I also have wild bias in believing that the thing that I've created is amazing. And I also, at the same time as I say that, hate I mean, with a capital H, hate, that a part of me needs to in some way be affirmed by the masses Mm -hmm. having read this book and telling me that it's good. Like, I know, I know at the most basic level that this book is good. It is a good work, whether you put like conditions on it, like first time author good, or from the perspective of somebody that has my life experience good, it's good. Mm -hmm. And yet there's still this like, part of me, the seventh grade version of me that wished I'd had a date for the homecoming Okay, dance. so here's the thing. You're saying this and I'm like trying to figure out okay, the difference between us and I'm like, I have it. And so the fact that you're men- mentioning seventh grade, I'm like, I understand this. The difference between you and I, because I'm like thinking back to my first book and I didn't have this anxiety. And it's like being an author is being invited to the cool kids party. And you got to the party and all you're thinking about is whether or not you're cool enough to be in the party. And I got to the party and all I thought was, holy crap, I can't believe that I'm at this party. That's, this is good. Right? This is good. Like I just was so excited to like have a book and it has a cover and holy crap, that's my name. Like I had so much joy because I could not believe that I was at this party and all you're focused on are like, who are the other kids? Who are the popular kids at the party? And I got to go <laughs> become friends with the other popular kids at the party so that I look legit, right? Like I, you're like, you're, it's like a, a what's it called? A imposter syndrome. Yes. Like you feel yes. like you're, you don't deserve to be at the party and whole, and it's ruining, you're missing, there's a DJ in the corner playing your favorite song. You're not even enjoying it because you don't know, you don't feel like you deserve to be at the party. Well, okay. So, I mean, part of what I do believe myself to have a decent amount of self-awareness about is that I have been the recipient because of the proximity I have to you. Yeah, I got you into the party. You got me into the party, (laughs) right? Now, do I think I could have written this book without having been married to you? I could have. I wouldn't, to be honest, I wouldn't have because so much of what this book is is a reaction to my having seen how amazing Girl Wash Your Face was in its reception and me asking a set of questions about how maybe I could write something that would offer a different perspective against a similar format, right? So that's one. But I would not have had the relationship at the publisher. I would not have had an opportunity to have Target supporting it the way that they are or Audible supporting it. Like we, the, the things that are happening are as much a reflection of the success of your books and the way that this community has been so generous in supporting the things that we're doing at the company that... There's a part of me that feels something weird about that, mm-hmm. right? And the thing is, like, I know, I, I truly, I mean, I say this and I have to, like, keep saying it. Like, I truly don't think that we're competing with each other, you and I, as individuals on this planet. And at the same time, because the only two experiences, truly, I mean, as much as, yep, you wrote books before, Girl, Wash Your Face and Girl, Stop Apologizing – I was working in the business when those books came out. I was privy to the reporting. I got to see the way the teams did the things that they did. And because they were hyper anomalies inside of the party, like these kind of books happen, like Haley's Comet frequency happen. It has distorted every single thing about this experience for me in a way that 
probably has me having loftier expectations than I ought to have, has me worrying on some level of other people comparing the way that your books have worked relative to the way that this book will work. And like, it, that's not the way that I'll measure success. I like if, if it came down to like, oh, will this be successful if it sells as many books as yours? I wouldn't even have started because that's not, that's like the, truly that's Impossible. not the goal, right? The way that I'm going to measure success is I'm going to wake up in June, right? Here it is beginning of March. I'm going to wake up in June and I am going to have given every single bit of my fiber, like every be every, every, every fiber of yeah, my of being, being. Yes. every, but like I am going to exert maximum effort to try and show up well on this book tour and do as many interviews and tell people about this thing that I am truly a hundred percent of my entire career. It's the thing I'm proudest of. So let me ask, what do you gain by making yourself a martyr in this scenario? Well, splinters, mostly from carrying the cross. I just want listeners to understand that anytime he makes a joke, it's because he's emotional. And of he course. doesn't want to be emotional, so he makes a joke. No, I want, I want you to see this because we are one week out. Literally, it's today Tuesday? Today's no, Tuesday. No, so less... Is today Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday Holy today, crap. still. I don't know what's happening. So one week from today, your book comes out. Which means that you are about to enter what will be months of the promotion of a new book that you can murder yourself for. Because on some level, I think that you're saying if it gets to the end and it didn't do what I wanted it to do in numbers, at least I can say that I, you know, killed myself to make it as successful as possible. But you will have destroyed what is a chance to enjoy this thing because I know you and what I'm going to do everything possible means that every single second that you're not taking pictures with fans and like loving on people and whatever, you're going to be on social media, doing podcasts, doing press, checking the ranking. How's it doing? Asking people to review the, you're going to miss. Don't forget that if someone gives this book a bad review, then I have to move into their basement yes, and, and become, become a part friends. of their family yeah. until I've co-opted them into believing how wrong they were for reviewing it that way in the first place. I think that you still have expectations that it has to do a certain number in order for you to feel like you deserve to be at the party. And it's like, uh, you know, when you go to an, an author conference and you'll have people who are like, I want to be an author. It's like, oh, well, do you write? Like, have you written? Yeah, I've written a book. And like I self-published three books. They're on Amazon, whatever. It's like, you're an author. You wrote the book. You are an yeah. author. You wrote all of those words. It's done. You did it with the best of intentions. It's an incredible first Thing to put out in the world like holy crap what a way to launch a career in this industry full stop this is the party like this is yeah. the celebration yeah. this is like you won whatever sporting thing people win and then they get to do like a there's a parade in town because your team like want this is what this is no i know the, 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 the weird way that my brain works in this pursuit of something new is and I know that this like completely eliminates the party feeling, but what didn't we think of? What didn't we do? I I, I understand. I, I I understand that you're wired differently than me in that way. I do that for almost every part of our life. So when I am talking about the book and someone is asking, though I thought I'd made clear that this is as much for women as as it is men. I'm like, oh, we got to find a way to create some different content to appeal to women because I do think this is, 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 is as much a tool for women as it, as it is for men. I'm just realizing something. What are you realizing? You were in charge of putting movies into theaters. In your world, the only thing that mattered was opening weekend. This book gets to live for the rest of time. That's fair. Like, this is not, if it doesn't, Girl, Wash Your Face didn't, start well it grew and maybe the same thing like by the way you have in pre-order already done more than most authors would dream of in their whole life you have so it's gonna launch you're already successful financially you're already everything you did it right and maybe it continues to grow from there and maybe it like just steady who knows what's gonna happen to this thing but you get to talk about this book forever yeah 
This is one of a like girl wash your face is still selling more right now, two and a half years later, two years later, whatever it is, than other like it's not going anywhere. I know that it's not going anywhere. I don't here. I guess at a at an even more basic level, because of some of the benefit that I was afforded in being your husband in the aftermath of two major books. If I didn't do every single thing that I could, oh, I would feel so much regret for having squandered an opportunity that nobody gets. You, but you're also, that also presupposes that you crushing your own spirit by working so hard for the next two months nonstop, blah, 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 is like going to move the needle in any direction. I want to sell this book one house at a time, and I will go to a million houses if I have to. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> uh, now, the thing is, but uh, like truly, if I wasn't proud of the book, I wouldn't care as much. If I didn't think it was good, I wouldn't care as much. I know, but... I, I, I wouldn't, though. But, 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 but my thing is, like, it feels like you're trying to control an uncontrollable situation. The only thing I control is the effort that I put out. It is the only thing I can control. I truly believe this. And I've, believe me, I've had to think a lot about this because as I was like, what is the measure of success and how many people you hope read it? And what do you want to do in terms of a list? And what, what's like all any of those questions, they are beyond my control. The only thing in this launch that I can control is the amount of effort that I put in to making sure that I'm showing up well for the people who have already represented their interest. So whether it's doing a book club or doing this book tour or showing up in totally like I'm social not, or whatever, like I'm not discounting that. What I'm trying to get, what the I'm trying to get to the marrow. Get to the marrow. <laughs> What's the marrow? Is like on some level, it's like punishing yourself physically and emotionally because you're already so anxious about it. You that you will not enjoy any of what this is. I I will I will find ways to enjoy it. Will a you? week here's the thing. <laughs> a week before the first time something this big happening, I think always is going to come with some anxiety. Like the first time you did a rise, the first time you like the first time that you do something big when you don't yet know how you'll process the emotion of it actually being out of I'm like, not I'm not trying I'm not trying to like attack you. I'm trying to maybe give you a different perspective of this doesn't have to be a slog. This yeah. doesn't have to be miserable. I don't think here's the thing. I think that you can be anxious and not miserable. Like I'm I, just because <laughs> It's like a great life. But well, but I the reality is I I'm feeling what I'm feeling. I like I feel anxious. And so good news. I'll go go on a run or I'll like I'll find more productive ways to process the anxiety than I historically have. Yay for that. But I'm not sure that like choosing to celebrate being at the party is as easy a thing for me to do as maybe just like becoming okay with the fact that some of the anxiety may be there to motivate me, maybe there to have me excited about what it's going to be when we finally get there. But I don't like I don't know. It's it's hard to just say I'm gonna turn off like being. Anxious. I don't think it's about turning it off. I think it's about asking yourself. I I I hope that what we you and I or listeners in relationship with another person, either romantic relationship or friendship or family can be for each other is a different perspective. Yeah. And the perspective of it doesn't have to be this way or at least asking yourself, hey, why? Is there something more here? Am I worried? Because I really believe when we are having anxiety, if we can get to the root cause of why, of like really what's under there, well, then this would happen and then this would happen and then and like keep digging. Well, okay, this thing you're worried about. Well, what if? What if that thing that I'm imagining that happens? Okay, well, then this. Okay, well, what if then? You know, like you keep yeah. following it down the rabbit hole to really get to the why. And I think if you get to the why and you're like, okay, really? And you don't have to do it here. But like my deepest fear is X, Y, Z. Okay, if that really were to happen, 
what would I do then? All right, well, I'd like figure it out and I'd pick myself up and I'd yeah. go again. And I, the, the, I mean, like, there are some things that are just like practical, ridiculous. And, and I, I do think them ridiculous, but the 20 plus cities of a book tour to your having pointed it out a variety of times is ambitious. And I am excited for it. I think it's going to be fantastic. But I also have never held that stage for an hour and 15 minutes before we do Q&A, before I stand in line for two hours to do pictures with everybody, right? Like, I've never done it. And so the unknown, like once I've done it a couple of times. Also, Dave's on book tour when you hear this. So go to theholliscove.com if you want to see what cities he's going to. Come out and join book tour, right? But like, I haven't actually done a date yet. So the unknown of how an audience responds to this strange blend of stand-up, storytelling, teaching, yell talking, and question answering, like in my mind, I have a very clear vision of how it works. It's a fantastic night, date night extraordinaire, bring your bring your feller. But like it hasn't happened yet. So I carry a little bit of anxiety about like, well, what is it? How does it work? Then So like wait. One thing at a time. Yeah. What's the fear that night? What What's the anxiety? What could like? I am. Do you, does your brain go to like everything? Funniest person on earth in my head. <laughs> yeah. But what if like what if you run into a crowd and they're just like, this is garbage. Well, I'll tell you what. If then that night is not that. First of all, that's not going to happen because no one's rolling to the Dave Hollis book tour. They are like a hometown crowd. Yeah, it's a hometown crowd. Number oh, one. Thank but goodness. number two. If you are like city number one, Dave's whole heart's in it, right? But if you're city six or seven, that's when the that's when like now you know what jokes they respond to. Now you've tweaked. You're like a comic. Who's oh like yeah. On the it's only going to get better. I every am single not night. like the thing <laughs> is I can put myself into night six, and I am like Chris Rock. Like I wish we had a bigger auditorium. <laughs> I like uh, because I will have by that point been able to take the cues from the audience of what stories yeah. actually work and what so stories don't. So you're worried don't. about one through five. I just I. Uh, I know that you're not. I know that it, I know it's not this specific, but if you make it specific, and if listeners understand, you keep getting more granular. Okay, what would happen? All right, well, like, what if I'm not funny? Okay, well. Then you would literally make a joke about like, man, you guys, I thought that joke was going to kill. And then that's what they laugh at, right? Like, Of course. So, yes. Okay. So whatever happens on stage, you will figure out a way the audience is going to love you. Yes. So what that, else Okay. So wrong? I'll put, push that aside. I feel less anxious. Great. Honey. This is such a good exercise. Thank you. You hate me right no, now. No, I don't. This I don't. Is this so is good. This is people. No, no, no. The thing is, I hate it when you Rachel Hollis me, but I do appreciate the outcome because I tend to fa- feel it's, less anxious. I say it all the time. I know people are tired of me hearing it, but there's a scripture in the Bible that says, that, was, that which is in the darkness shall be brought into the light. And I love this. And I always go back to this idea of... Even the simplest things, even the the things that seemingly are silly to you, to to listeners, is like, if you keep it inside, if you don't talk about what you're thinking, even if it seems silly, it festers and grows and, yeah. and gets thorns and becomes so much worse. And it probably seems silly to be like, I'm afraid I won't be funny. But if you say it out loud, then your partner or your friends can be like, dude, you are hilarious, and also, even if you're not, here's how you'll handle it. And it takes the wind out of that sail. It takes like yeah the power away from this fear. So All right, keep well, going. West Palm Beach, first night up. Guess yep. what? I'm gonna crush. You're gonna crush. So see you there. I cannot wait. Uh, What's the date of the first stop? It's the twelfth. Two days. It's the oh, day so that this, this podcast oh my comes gosh. out. If you are listening to this podcast and you live in West Palm Beach, are there still tickets? Maybe. Uh, maybe I don't look, know. Go yeah, look. go check. Show. Probably on Dave's Instagram right now. There's a swipe up. Yeah, swipe up. Come and hang out in West Palm Beach. I'll be there today. If you're listening to this podcast the day it comes out, uh, the next thing is there are a couple of times where I am in five states in five days mm-hmm. for five venues, and yeah. so like my worry is not. Am I going to crush? Because by that point, I'm going to figure out how to do this really well. The book will have already been selling. There will be a handful of people that have said affirming things that I hate the fact that I need, but I'm going to have heard good things about the book. I am it just practically, it's going to take a lot of energy, and I feel a responsibility to show up so well for everyone in every city, period. Yep. And so 
I, I mean, man, I have been disciplined about working out and mm -hmm. I have to stay disciplined and my road regimen is going to be bananas, but there's a part of me because I can't predict, I've never been through this before, never had five cities, five you know, days in a row in five but different states. you have had to go with Disney before and go meet with a bunch of different exhibitors and That's like fair. do something way harder and like argue over contract negotiations. If I had to choose between this and that, I'll tell you what, put me on the road to talk about this book. I'll do that every single day. So you That's have a great way had to look experiences at where you've had to go to multiple places and it was intense and way more adrenaline rush in that scenario because you were doing something on, and you were doing it with like your boss and you need to impress people. Like you have been through scenarios before where you've had to do something not right. the same, but I like similar, this. right? I like so, this. And and look, okay, let's you, let's say you're doing it. Let's say you get sick. I'm spitting. I'm knocking on wood. Let's say you get sick. Yeah. You're gonna get a cold. You're gonna have the sniffles, right? You're not you're not gonna get leprosy. Like you're not gonna be. All right, I'm in. You're not something horrible is not gonna happen. It's gonna be like you're gonna have a sore throat. I am in the best shape of my life. You're in the best shape of I your life. I just ran a marathon. We haven't yeah, talked about that for fine. an episode. Like you maybe you know when you come back from all this, you're gonna be tired as heck. That is a given. Yes. You're gonna need to take a thousand naps. I'm gonna take some vitamin C. But in like, a nap. calm down. Okay. You're traveling. Push it off in, to the side. In luxury accommodations. Not true. You're flying in a plane. You're I staying in a nice in a hotel. Yes. You're, right? You're yes. like, you're not traveling not by tra Greyhound. There's no wagon involved. There's no horse-drawn carriage. No. Like, We're not going to lose half the no. crew crossing a state line. No. No. You are with a crew of people. Allie's going to be there. She's going to be handing you granola bars. Like, you are so taken care of. Fair enough. There, I forgot about the granola bars. I do feel better. No, I also, agree. Also, for what it's worth... When you're like a first time author doing this, you don't have a whole team. You don't have people setting up a thing. You don't you go to a Barnes and Noble if you're lucky and they give you a six foot folding table and you cross your fingers and hope people show up. I understand you've basically again reminded me of why I feel anxious. Okay? If I had not had the experience of seeing the success of your books, if I had not been the beneficiary of some of that success, my expectations for this book would have been wildly less, which you, is a shame, by the way. Do you understand that your book tour is already 10 times bigger than any book tour I've ever done? I understand that. And I do you understand that every time this topic comes up, it reminds me of a responsibility that I have because of having a tour that's 10 times bigger than anything that I, I as a first-time like author, author deserve. I understand. And I don't think that you intentionally mean to draw my attention to the size of the audience being so much bigger than what a first-time author, a normal first-time author would have as something that maybe adds some additional weight on my shoulders. But the way that I process this is not you diffusing me into seeing the bright side of the size of the crowds. I see it as you have something that on a magnitudinal scale is 10 or 20 times bigger than what someone who is a first-time author should have. So I, and the only way that I process that is, then you better deliver something that is 10 or times the size of the value that someone coming into that kind of environment would usually hope for. What was a general admission ticket to book tour? 20, uh, oh, to a book tour, 35 bucks. $35. Did you get anything with it besides entrance? Yes. What'd you get? You got a book. So the book cost 20 so I have to give them $15 of value. $15 of value. I can do that. You can do that. I, for two hours of my time? That That is... That feels like a low bar to, to hurdle. It, But I mean, I know it's like you're being... But I want you to think about... First of all, the people that are going are going because they love you. Hometown crowd. Hometown crowd. Here's like, the thing. There will be some you. people that do not like me because they're hus husbands, I'm going to argue, Great. that are showing up with their Great. wives. They just want to get but made out But you're adorable, with. and there's not a dude on the planet who doesn't want to be friends with you once they I'm gonna see gonna turn you. Them. I'm going to turn every one and of them. And it's like, it's, th this is not, even if it's a bigger crowd, it's like, these are your people. These are my people. Th this is not... You know, you want to know what's hard? Going to a book signing where no one sh shows up? That, but that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say getting booked to speak on a stage where the audience does not know who you are. I don't want that. And you, it's like, hi, I'm 
Dave Hollis, and now I have you for an hour, and maybe nobody's like that. They won't sucks. even laugh at my like inside no, jokes. No, man, I've been on so many stages where like people do not laugh at the jokes, and you're like, oh crap! If you don't think that's funny, that is literally my best material. We are in trouble for the next forty nine minutes. This is a this is they they love you. Yeah, no, no, no. I and I dig that. What what it, the weird thing is, there are times where I feel like you are worried that I don't appreciate the spoils of what I am no. the beneficiary of no. as an author. I am and I am telling you like, you I am hyper aware of no, it. I am not. That is not what I am. I am worried that you are going to miss what has the potential to be one of the most beautiful experiences in your life because you're anxious about it not being enough. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. This, yes, you can 100% Go through the next two months, and and you will. No matter what, you're going to work your butt off for this. That, that's just you. That is your style. You are going to give everything. But you can give everything from a heart full of joy, or you can give everything from a heart full of anxiety. And you have to set the intention for that now. You can choose to do this. And this is like me when I went to do Oprah, and I was I was super anxious about that experience. And I was like, you know what? You get to do this either way. Either way, you got to show up and do this stage today and either way. So you can show up and do it from anxiety or you can just decide that you are going to have the best day, the most fun, that you're going to love on people, that you're going to look them in the eye, that that your definition of success is that the people who came to see you speak know that you cared that they were there, that you saw them, that you were intentional. That's how you measure success. Of I'm something in. Like this. We we share the same measurement. I am man. I am here for it. I'm in. I like I, what I don't want. I I want to be able to hold having anxiety or being emotional and the possibility that I can still be joyful about it because I I think it is an impossibility to think that I am going to completely eliminate anxiety from my being. But I do think I'm going to be excited every single time I'm walking out on that stage. I do think I'm going to be excited in talking about this book and these interviews. Like, But that's situational excitement. Anybody can be excited when they're getting to be in those highest highs. The challenge is can you find joy and gratitude and excitement in the in, in the while you're waiting in line at TSA, while you're you know walking through the airport, yeah. while you're – and the thing is – I understand what you're saying, but if if you were counseling someone on social or if you were talking to someone at a Rise event, you would be challenging them in the same way that I'm challenging you, which you you have literally said something that we both believe, which is that it's impossible to feel gratitude and anxiety at the same time. You've said that. Yeah. And yet you just said like, oh, I can hold both these things in my hand. You've also said that anxiety and excitement are the exact same um, emotional responses in your body, but that you can choose the mindset of, man, I'm going to call this excitement instead of anxiety. So it's I always believe as an author that we try and teach the lessons that we most need to learn. So like I wrote Girl, Wash Your Face, and I told everybody that someone else's opinion was none of their business. And then the world was like, ha, 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 now you will have the chance to live this out in real life. So it's like, what is the lesson of your book? Get out of your own way. Yeah. Like, what's the lesson that you need to be learning in this experience? Because you're going you're gonna to hit June either way. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of them, that, like, I, I definitely am – teaching in the book the idea that my job isn't who I am. And here I am trying to become an author that... You're not some, being, you are an author. I am an author. I am an author. I've held the book. It's made of actual materials, has paper in it. Uh, I, but I, I, am, I am giving weight to the way that the book sells to validate me being a good author or being enough as an author or, or that my stories are worth, you know having been told you have to be comparing either to me or to yeah. john or to brendan or to like our friends who are authors like you have to be doing the comparison game because if you were only comparing yourself to your journey you would be like 
I am a golden god. I, yeah, I, like, yeah. I have concocted a reality that because of everything that's lined up, uh, that I have to hit certain thresholds to have fully taken advantage of an opportunity that nobody else gets. But the opportunity is not going away. It's not going away, but I want to write more books. I want to have the value. Truly, here's the thing. The stories that I tell, they are the most personal stories that a person can tell. This is, I'm I'm sure that I will have other great things to, to write, but I can't imagine being more intimate, being more honest, being more vulnerable, and I'll cry. And the idea that like, me giving every single thing in this book and then it not getting to everybody because of whatever reason, right? If it if this doesn't get as widely distributed as I believe it should be because of me knowing I put everything into this book and I want so badly for people to see themselves in my story so that they can get out of their own damn way. And I like... So that like the pressure that I have is not like, oh, I can talk about this forever. I understand the way that traditional book curves work and the way retail support changes. Like there isn't a front of store display for Girl Wash Your Face anymore. And I know that it still sells, but I want to do everything I can because I believe so much in having bled on the pages that if I miss the opportunity to catch the attention of what is a attention deficit world that we live in, People won't read this, just they won't read it as much as it could have otherwise been read. And so I've set a standard of wanting to hit obscenely higher than anybody thinks is normal thresholds. And when you try, when the publisher tries, when anyone tries to tell me, you know what, that's unrealistic or you're going to rob yourself of joy, my real true answer is I don't give a shit. I want to push so hard to make this book something that people get in their hands because I, I'm not going to write something as vulnerable as this again. So do you feel like on some level, like truth, that because you were willing to like put so many hard things down on paper, you feel like you deserve the response that you're hoping for? I don't, I don't think anyone deserves anything. But I do think... And again, there's like, this will sound conceited. And the thing is, I don't even, I I, I truly don't care what it sounds like. The book is good. I think the book is something that will help people. And I want, like, I left a, a life of certainty for this pursuit of impact. And I want to be someone who is actually manufacturing the impact. Like I have been in a posture of supporting you as the vessel of, as, of impact. And I, man, I'm here for all the work that we in the company will do. But part of this is also about me as an individual wanting to also be complicit in the delivery of impact. But- I want the story of getting out of my own way, a thing that can afford people who feel stuck an opportunity to do so. And I, th- I, th- I think it's in there. It's like, it's like you're trying to, I understand what you're saying. And I understand the idea, like, let's remove from the equation that you are going to work so hard to do everything that you can to get it out there. I think that is commendable. And I think anyone that works hard to create something should have the same attitude as you. Let's remove that from the equation. Because what it sounds like is that there is a certain, it's like, I want the impact. I want the impact. What if five people, five lives are changed forever because of something that they read in this book, that has to be good It'd be enough. worth it. It would be worth it. And so you have to trust, like you, I, you have to have faith in God and the universe that you are put in this exact spot for such a time as this to write these words, to put it out in the universe and stop trying to hold so tightly to what it's going to be. Because God had a plan for what this was going to be. You don't get to decide the impact. God gets to decide the impact. And you trying to control that is, is making you miserable because you don't have control. And what will happen is that you will have the impact. You will change people's lives. It will do more than it was like, it's going to do what it's supposed to do. And you're going to feel like it was never enough. And there are going to be all those people who are like, Dave, you did this, and you're not even going to be able to hear them because you're going to be like, I wanted 
500,000 or I wanted, you don't know if you wrote it literally, I believe with every fiber of my being, everything in your life could have been leading to you writing this book for one person. Yeah. I agree with that. And that is I agree with beautiful. That. I agree with that. And if that is real and you really believe that God has a plan and he put you in this place so that you could do this thing, then you have got to let go of what the outcome's going to be. Yeah. The outcome is going to be what it's supposed to be. You control the effort. You are 100% right. And you control how you take this on. But you have to trust that whatever happens with this work that you created, you did your part, right? Like you had the opportunity, yes. And you had the opportunity because your wife was an author, but because this was how the universe lined everything up for this freaking moment. Like if all of these things came together, imagine even what had to happen in your life for you to be in this moment. Yeah. Imagine the doors that had to open, the things that you had to do, the sliding doors, you went left when you could have gone right, all of it lining up for this. If you are going to have faith that everything was leading you to here, then you have to have faith in something greater than you, knowing what's supposed to happen for this book, and it's not up to you. That will preach. I accept. I, I agree. The thing is, I agree. I agree, like, so much intellectually, and I just have to, like... Stay connected to the intellectual appreciation of it on the days when things feel emotional. And I like the humanity that I have for being triggered in ways that, you know, yes, are a little bit of the teacher being taught. I mean, like I talk about control not being something that is actually a part of the plan in the book. Uh -huh. Like, I, trust me, I get it. I no, appreciate we it. we teach everybody. I believe this. If you want to know what people are, if you want to know what nonfiction authors are trying to figure out in their own life, read their last book. Like, the stuff that you write is the stuff that you're working through. I do it, you do, everybody does it. Yeah. If you write your own books, you are working through that exact thing right now. And when you claim it, when you try and teach it to other people, the universe will give you so many opportunities to prove that that is really where you stand. Yeah. No, I want, believe me, I want consistency, congruence between the things that I'm teaching and the things that I'm feeling. And uh, it for will, sure. it's going to be helpful. As much as you're like scared of those first couple of dates, they're going to be helpful. And I'm going to say this right now. The community is going to do it anyway. But those first couple of dates, even if people haven't read the book yet, you are already changing people's lives. You are already doing work that makes the members of our community feel seen and known. You are already changing the way that people think about what a man is supposed to do and how they're supposed to show up as a father and a husband. You're already changing people's lives. The thing is, I thank you for affirming me, and I, I believe it. I just believed it a lot more when we were not seven days in front of the book coming out. It is a very weird, like, specific to the timing of the book thing because before my birthday weekend, like in the time leading into the running of the marathon, the confidence that I had in who I am and what I am, there's just something bizarre about this little window before this big, huge birthing thing that is compromising a little bit of how strong I feel like I've been because it's a big dang deal. I mean... And we know I, I, that you've always done really well with change, so. I, I am a processor of change in, in a master class kind of way. You know, I, I mean, here's the good news. I mean, if there is good news, I, I would be having many drinks. Yeah. Processing the Amen. emotions of this book in a way that I'm definitely not, you know, as I haven't had a drink in now almost a full year's worth of time. But... You know, just because you have a better set of habits doesn't mean that you still don't have triggers. I got triggers all the time. Here's my biggest fear. Okay. If this book ends up outselling Girl, Wash Your Face. God, I'd be so happy. What will it do to our marriage? We would buy a jet. <laughs> we would fly exclusively private travel, and I, I would n I would be so happy. Uh, you can't even fathom the level of joy I would have. I'm not saying I'm trying to manifest, manifest private travel. I am. I write it down every day in my Start Today journal. It's my number one entry. Oh, man. Why not? Why not be like Oprah? I got a long life to live. I got stuff to do. I can 
make enough money to own my own plane, maybe. Maybe. Honey. Yes, honey. It's going to be great. It, it, it's already great. It's already great. It is already great. Yeah. And I think um, you just have to keep talking about it. Keep talking about it to me. Keep talking about it to our friends. Keep talking about the things that you are worried about or fearful of because... They're not real. The thing they're is, not real. Here's the thing. Need to I appreciate... Like, it's as much as I don't necessarily love sitting across from you in our podcast studio or, frankly, anywhere else having you speak truth to me. I do appreciate that it's only in these kind of conversations or if I'm sitting with my therapist or whatever, like it's rare that I am able to actually see how ridiculous the things that I'm thinking are. So this exercise helps unravel some of the BS that sits somewhere on an unconscious level, probably some of it's conscious, but like it just sits there as a thing that I'm clinging to. That's just not, it's just not even real. I I get it. It's not even real. But I, you know, the book is, you definitely do this in the book. And I think this is an example of you doing it in real time is I, I would just want to acknowledge the vulnerability of sitting here and having this conversation with the hopes that it will help people who are listening because there are very few humans, let alone men, who would talk about how hard it is and what they're scared of and the fears of it not being this or that or the other thing. So thank you for being willing to have a conversation. Honey, you're welcome. And if you want to hear me have that conversation live... <laughs> yeah, Just come to book tour. Come on out to the Hollis old book tour. Com, and also, <laughs> Dave's book is out in the world. Uh, get out of your own way. Dave Hollis. It is available literally everywhere books are sold. Literally. Yes, it's available on audio. Yes, it's available in physical book. Yes, there are special editions on Audible or Target or just like, man, it's everywhere. Grab it's it. everywhere. Grab it out in the world. Even if you just like use it as a doorstop. Support just, it. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. That's what I said when Girl Wash Your Face came in. I was like, I don't know if one's going to like this, but you could use it as like a coaster, a Oh, doorstop, yeah. It makes a great like coaster. Like $11 on Amazon. So just like make that a thing. Bring it on. $11 coaster. Love you. I love you, honey. <laughs>